Welcome to Career Combat with your host, Kelly Combat. Get ready to learn how to navigate the career battlefield and achieve a flawless victory. Now, here is Kelly. Well, welcome, welcome, and welcome one more time. Happy Friday. This is Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat, and welcome if you've never listened to our show before. Our show is all about empowerment. That is why we are on Voice America's empowerment channel. And on this channel, we talk about really putting yourself in the driver's seat. It's all about you. It's all about moving forward. And we talk all things careers. And if you have never heard, you design the show. So you basically send me your notes. You can call in live. You know, you can always let us know how we're doing as well. You can write me at yes at kellycoach.com. That's Y-E-S at K-E-L-L-I-C-O-A-C-H dot com. And so I use she, her pronouns. And during this show, we sometimes laser focus in on a topic. Things like, I got the job, now what? I got fired, now what? I got laid off, now what? So many things that we talk about, all things careers, because of my background in HR, DEI, and I'm a professionally certified coach. And sometimes we have illuminating guests, and today is no different. Today, I'm so happy to share with you that we are joined by the illustrious James Edward Murray. Let me tell you a little bit about James Edward Murray, all right? So James Edward Murray is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Therify. It helps with all things mental health. So connecting you to people that will help you in your journey of better mental health fitness. And let me tell you how I met James Edward Murray. So I can't believe it's been a few years, but I mean, the time is just flying by. I was looking for help within my company I was working for to really be able to support our employees because I knew that a lot of feedback was coming my way to making sure that people were learning better, connecting with each other better, and connecting with themselves better when it came to their own mental health. I mean, we're hearing it. We're going through it, everybody. And today is no different than a few years ago. In fact, You would say that it probably is a lot worse with everything that's happening around the world, so many things. I find James Edward Murray to be peaceful, to be centered, to be humble, and full of humility. And and you would think with all of his accolades that maybe he wouldn't be that way, but in fact, he absolutely is. He sits on the board of trustees for the Pingree School Independent Day School for grades 9 through 12. James Edward Murray is partnered to Chandler. Without further ado, James <laughs> Edward Murray. Yes! Yes, let's go. Happy Friday, as you said, Kelly. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to be here and just appreciate your kind words and your partnership and your friendship. And this is such an important conversation And so really looking forward to having it and hope that it can help some people out there. Excellent. Excellent indeed. All right. So as you know, uh, we don't have any padded questions on this show. We don't 
have scripts or anything like that. It's as free flowing as a conversation. You could almost think of you're just sitting at home with your hot cup of joe <laughs> or your cocoa, and you're just listening in to an illuminating voice. Someone who's been through it, who's made choices. That's how we roll here at Career Combat. So authentic conversation filled with respect, no gotcha moments, nothing like that. So James, my first question to you is when you were a teenager, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was a teenager, so I grew up outside of Boston uh, in originally a, a small town called Brookline. And then from there, a small town called Swampscott, which probably nobody has heard of. It's uh, the third smallest town in the state. And my life was really filled with sports. And so um, it's obviously very cold up there. I grew up playing hockey. And so a lot of my life was around sports. And I thought that I would either go to the NHL (laughs) and be a professional hockey player or Or if that didn't work out, um, I would be an entrepreneur and start um, a sporting goods store, right? And nice. sell hockey equipment. Uh, and so neither of those things panned out. <laughs> but that was that was what the you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old James thought that you know he would eventually do. Yeah, isn't it so funny that we we think about when we were that age? And I remember I used to love, love, love the show 21 Jump Street. I used to watch reruns of that show. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool for my job <laughs> to, as a teenager to go into schools and pretend like I would be able to just hit that reset button over and over and over? But of course, I... Yeah, changed my mind about about that kind of a job. So it is interesting to to think back in time. It is. It is. And, you know, I I um to this day, you know, I have a little bit of envy for those people who since a young age were like, I know exactly what I want to do. Right. Right. And they've been able to have this very linear kind of career and path and so many decades, so many years to 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 hone a specific craft. I do think there is something beautiful in that, but I also realized later on that it it isn't really the norm, right? No. And there's there's nothing wrong with a nonlinear path either. And so, you know, we'll we'll talk more about my story, but here, here we are today. Exactly that. What do you think is your personal mantra that you live by? The personal mantra that I live by is that growth is on the other side of fear, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so every time I feel like I have grown exponentially, personally, professionally, uh, it has been on the other side of running towards something that I was scared of. Okay. So, you know, I'll just talk personally first, you know, I obviously run a mental health company now. Um, One of the really difficult aspects of my life has been dealing with the grief of losing my father, right? And I wasn't able to get to a place where I could grow mentally and emotionally and manage those emotions until I said, hey, 
I'm going to run toward the problem instead of yes. away from it. Right. And I'm going to get help. I'm going to go to therapy. Right. And then professionally, right. As an entrepreneur, the idea of, you know, leaving a very kind of comfortable, cozy job where, you know, I was making more money than I've ever made in my entire life. And my mom is like, you can retire me. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, leaving that, right. And saying, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to take an idea, right. That doesn't exist today and try to turn it into something, right. I have grown more in this experience than I've ever grown in my life professionally. And that is a function of being forced, right. To yes. learn so many things, uh, that I wouldn't have learned marketing, finance, sales, strategy, being able to navigate all of those disciplines simultaneously. You know, I, I, I wouldn't have developed in the way that I have um, if I hadn't been challenged um, as such. And so growth has always been on the other side of fear for me. And I can imagine how fearful it must have been not having that background uh, like you said, running towards the fear. And I, you know, we've talked for years about that, the fact that we've had in common the loss of our fathers. I lost my dad when I was 16. And it, it by far has really uh, been the scaffolding for my life and, and always trying to fit everything in uh, by a certain age. So I definitely get that. Yeah. I, I, and I'm also thinking about the fear you must have faced looking for funding and, and congratulations for all the accolades that you've achieved. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, fundraising for your business is it, it, it will be one of the most difficult things that you do. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, a lot of money out there. Right. And you see the numbers and you see uh, all of the articles and, and tech crunch of, you know, companies that have raised hundreds of millions of dollars but when you really kind of pull up the hood and look under it, you realize that all of that money is going to a very small percentage sure. right, of founders. And so for us in our journey, raising money was really critical to being able to leave our full-time jobs and pursue this idea, right? My co-founder and I were not fortunate to, you know, have some sort of trust fund or, or safety net, right? we needed to make sure that we could put food on the table and pay our rent. And so we pursued that journey and ended up having to pitch to in our first round of funding over a hundred investors. Wow. Uh, about 10 of them said yes, which was great. But the first 60 or so meetings, the first 60 investors were all no's, all no's. And that and was so six zero. That's six zero, yeah. right. not six, six zero. Right. And so there is a certain level of fear that you have to overcome when day in and day out, you're being told no, 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 over and over again, right? And I, I tell, you know, aspiring founders all the time, it's so important that you pursue an idea that either you have personally experienced or at least ah. that you feel deeply passionate about, right? Because when those no's come, and trust me, they are going to come, you are going to need a certain level of drive and motivation to get through that to the other side. And you will get 
through to the other side if you keep going. And so, you know, you need that motivation because that's the only way, right? Being told no over and over again is, is not a feeling, that feeling of rejection, that is not innately something that we as humans like to experience, right? Exactly. Exactly that. And when I think about uh, the ones, the companies that resonate the most for folks, it's exactly what you just described. It's the the folks that started something based off of what they were experiencing, not just, oh, this is a, 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 a thing that people need, but I actually needed it. So I created it or I created it with some buddies. Totally. And I, I think that general concept translates not just to entrepreneurs, but also for individuals who, you know, are working and pursuing careers um, within companies and employers, right? How can you align yourself with an organization uh, that has established a mission that means something to you? Sure. Right? How do you show up and, and, and come to work every day with a passion that's going to make you enjoy your experience there, right? How much, what percentage of our lives do we spend at work, right? Not everyone has to be an entrepreneur, but this can be an enjoyable experience in the workplace if you align yourself with the mission that means something to you, that is, that personally resonates. And so that's also advice that, you know, I, I, I like to give to people who are, who are pursuing um, different opportunities. James, what do you think? What do you think are a few things that bring you joy? That is an excellent question. The, the first thing that I think brings me immense joy is the opportunity to serve and to heal others. Mm -hmm. I feel that my purpose, and I, this is really over the past two years that I've become really confident in this, but my purpose on this earth is to heal. And so every time someone signs up for Therify, you know, requests to be matched with a, a therapist or a provider, goes through that experience and then comes back and says, this experience changed my life or wow. I feel so much better as a result of going through this experience or my relationship with my family is so much better as a result of this experience, my relationship with my partner is so much better. My depression, my anxiety is not uh, as burdensome as it used to be. That is the best feeling in the world. That is just a feeling of divine joy. Knowing that I created something that changed someone else's life for the better, uh, that brings me an immense amount of joy. I think also in this era of just Zoom calls and Google Meets, mm -hmm. um, being in real life, connecting, human connection in real life is a beautiful thing. And I think we've lost a little bit of that in the pandemic, right? And so every opportunity that you know I have to put eyes on my friends or put eyes on my family is such a beautiful moment for me. And that's one of my big goals for 2024 is just living life in real life <laughs> <laughs> living living life in real life <laughs> yes. IRL <laughs> IRL that's that's the goal for 2024 yeah it absolutely is i i was joking in our last um 
episode of Career Combat about this year, uh, 2023, uh, being Jordan year, you know, Jordan, Michael Jordan, 23. Uh, and and we're going through it. I mean, there's no there's no lie about that. Uh, we've been through a pandemic. We've been through a racial uh, epidemic and, and a, an epidemic of loneliness and yes. so many things. So I, I really thank you for having this conversation with us today because it's not just about your career and your journey, but it's also, as what you said earlier, it's about what you're serving, what you're serving out here in these streets. That's right. That's right. What is your work, right? Who are you fighting for? That's what it's about. Mm, What a good question. Who are you fighting for? Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) I love it. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm filing that away. I'm filing that question away. That's a good one. It's a, it's a, it's a great self-reflective, you know, it's, um, um, I heard it the first time from Wes Moore, uh, the governor of Maryland, Yes. uh, who used to run a a nonprofit called Robin Hood, um, biggest, you know, uh, nonprofit, uh, poverty fighting organization in the world, I believe. And that was his question. That is what he challenged everyone with. Who are you fighting for? And, you know, there's the difference between your career and your work. Your work is what you will do no matter what, no matter what your job is, no matter where you're living, your work is what you will do no matter what. Exactly. Well, we've been talking to James Murray from Therify, the co-founder and CEO. We're going to take a really, really quick break. Grab a snack, come on back, and we'll be right back with James Murray. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I hope you have your cup of whatever fall beverage or winter beverage that you love. We are still talking with James Murray, who's the co-founder of Therify. That's T-H-E-R-I-F-Y. Therify, yes, all things Therify and James's career choices, his journey, all those things. Uh, And what we were talking about before the break was about how hard it is to start a business, how hard it is, the ups, the downs, all the things. And so I, I was just thinking about what would be a great question to ask James about just this mental health in general. So what do you think, James, that people get wrong about mental health? What do you think people get wrong about mental health? Sure. I think what people fail to understand about mental health um, is a couple of things. One, the fact that we all have mental health, right? Mental health isn't necessarily a condition, right? Mental illnesses, there are various forms of mental illness that represent conditions, but mental health is something that we all have. And so it's not just something that you think about when you're struggling. It's also something that you think about when you're doing well. Sure. I think the other thing that people get wrong or fail to understand is that mental health is a lifelong journey, right? A lot of people, I think, go to therapy hoping for a few sessions and coming out on the other side and saying, I'm great and I'm going to be great for the rest of my life now. Mm. Your, Your mental health is something that you have to constantly be working on, right? And so you may go to therapy and get tools and skills from your therapist that you were not aware of before. But it is important that even after that experience, you continue to leverage those skills and those tools to maintain your sense of wellness. And so this isn't, you know, a one and done type thing. I will forever be dealing with the grief of my father, right? Uh, There's never going to be a time when I'm not going to miss him. There's never going to be a time when I'm not going to grieve the loss of my father, but I am fortunate to have skills now that I can use to cope and to manage and to navigate those emotions that I didn't have before. And so I want all of us to start thinking about mental health as just kind of a lifestyle, right? Like this is something that we do. Just like we go to the primary care doctor for an annual check, Yes, we need to be checking on our, our mental health all the time, right? It impacts not just our personal well-being, but our relationships with others, right? In the world around us, the way that we show up to work, the way that we show up around our partners and to our family, it's really important. I think, you know, we need to think of it as a, as a lifelong endeavor. It is indeed. And it got me thinking about the fact that uh, it has gotten better over the years. Uh, there is a lot more uh, acceptance and less stigma. And it's been helped by certain celebrities being very forthright or even certain executives saying, I'm going to go see my therapist, <laughs> which yeah. is, is I, and I hate the word normal, but it, 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 it really helps to lessen the stigma 
of, ooh, what is that all about? It's lifelong. And I love the fact that you said that. Yes, absolutely. And I think with the it, the, the stigma, we, we have made some progress. And I think, you know, we've got a long way to go, but it has been so impactful seeing people who are influential in leadership positions taking a stance and being vulnerable. Yes. I think vulnerability is the, really the key to unlocking um, more conversation around mental health, which then destigmatizes mental health. And so even for me as CEO in a small company, I make a point on days that I'm not feeling well, I tell my team, hey, team, I'm not feeling great today. I'm, or I'm feeling a little bit anxious today. Oh, I'm wow. Feeling, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit down today. Just so if I feel like, if it seems like I'm off, you know why. And I realized I initially did that for my own well-being because I felt like it allowed me to show up without having to hide anything, which is right. very exhausting. But I realized what I was also doing is giving my team permission to show up as their full selves, right? None of us are 100% every day. And so for someone to be able to come into the workplace and not pretend, right? Not fake it, not be someone that they are not, I think is very powerful and creates a sense of psychological safety uh, that people need to feel comfortable in the workplace. And, and that starts at the top. It really does. It really does. Because how can you expect for others to be open with that approach if you're not doing it yourself. So I'm really glad that you're leading the charge in that in that whole approach uh, because that unlocks the key for everybody else who works for you. That's right. That's right. And that's that's the only way that that we make progress. And you know, I've been seeing more C-suite executives talking about mental health. Yes. You know, we're seeing um, significant amount of investment in mental health. Uh, within corporate spaces, through mental health tooling and resources and, and benefits. I think now the next phase of this is we really need to think about how do we transform company culture, right, to support mental well-being. It's not just about, you know, having a benefit where folks can get matched with a therapist, because if you have the opportunity to get matched with a therapist, but the quality or the nature of your workplace is negatively impacting your mental health, then it kind of defeats the purpose, right? And so what I'm really interested in as well is how do we train managers and people leaders and folks who kind of um, directly influence the, the employee experience to better support well-being and to have conversations with employees who are struggling. I think that's kind of the next phase of this journey, yes. um, at least in the, in the employer setting. It is. It is indeed. And and one of the things I was just thinking about was uh, earlier we were talking about the fact that we've been through so much. The, you know, the racial profiling, uh, of course, multiple pandemics, uh, things that are happening in the environment. Uh, you know, when you think about the wildfires and the 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 pollution, I mean, so many things, this epidemic of loneliness and we talk about, we've been talking about this for years, this VUCA world, V-U-C-A, volatility and uncertainty and complexity and ambiguity. All these things really boil up to knowing that we need to protect our peace no matter what. So what are the things that you do to protect your peace the most? 
That is an excellent question because I think it's something that I'm continuing to work on every day. Okay. Right? Um, I think the the fir- the most important thing for me is is human connection with people who I love. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, building a business is an extremely strenuous task. Um, it is constant uncertainty. Uh, it is constant rejection and fear mixed with wins here and there. And so it's really important for me to be able to unplug from that. I think especially when you're working 10 to 12 hour days, Yes, human connection is so important. It is that thing where you can find yourself, at least for me, in a state of flow, right? And what I mean by that is you are spending your time not even realizing how much time is going by. Right. right? Like you don't even, you know, you may be having a conversation and all of a sudden three hours have gone by, right? And you're like, wow, like I've been so unplugged, <laughs> disconnected and just been been present and in the moment, you know, that is that is the type of thing that gives me peace. And, you know, it's not always human connection. Sometimes it's just going for a walk, right? Yes. Letting the sun hit my face, right? Or, you know, going to the gym and, and working out whatever I can do to establish a sense of flow where I am engaged and present in this activity to the extent that I don't even know how much time has gone by, that is ultimate peace for me. And I, I don't do enough today to, to find myself in that state, but it is something that I'm constantly working on and I think is essential um, for all of us who are working in kind of high stress environments and positions. And when you say that marquee word, flow, it's almost like 80-point font (laughs) (laughs) in in red and bold. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What is is that thing for you? You know, I have an aunt who can sit down on the couch for hours and knit, just for hours, just churning out sweaters and blankets and all these things. And when she is doing that, she is in flow, the ultimate state of flow. She could sit there for hours and not even know it. And so, you know, I I think we all need to find that thing. It's going to be different for everyone, but it's, yes, like, let's emphasize that in in all caps, flow. Exactly. And uh, and I know, James, you've listened to the show before. Uh, You know, I love me some acronyms. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I have broken down flow in workshops before by saying for leisure or work, for leisure or work, regardless, you have flow. You have flow. You have flow. You have flow. I love that. I'm going to steal that for sure. Please steal it with pride. (laughs) I'll give you credit though. Don't worry. I'll give you credit. No, no worries. Steal it with pride. Indeed. So, you know, one of the things that uh, when you were talking about flow, that had me thinking about what clients are craving most. If you had a top three list, kind of going back to like the tonight show, the top 10 list, instead top three, what are the top three things that clients you feel are craving most? Hmm. And when you say clients, do you mean individuals or? Yes, individuals, individuals. What are they craving most when they... Mm -hmm you know, sign up with Therify? Sure. 
I think it, it's so interesting that we talk about peace in flow because I think ultimately that is what our clients are craving and that's what yes. we're all craving as human beings. We're all craving peace and flow. And so whether someone is coming to us and saying, I'm struggling with anxiety or I'm struggling with racism, I'm struggling with family issues, I'm struggling with my relationship with my partner. Yes. At the end of the day, we're all looking for the same thing and it's peace. It's, it's peace from the things that are burdening us in our day-to-day -day lives. And so, you know, that's how I think about this work. The issues might be different, right? The issues that are causing someone to experience a lack of peace might be different. It could be any of the symptoms and more that I just mentioned. But at the end of the day, we're struggling to find a sense of peace because of those things. And so that is our mission, right? How do we provide tools, interventions, providers that help people restore a sense of harmony in their lives, a sense of peace in their lives? And so that is what I get really excited about, right? And so it's kind of a simple answer, but... We're all looking for the same thing, Kelly, I think, at the end of the day. And I can imagine that you are with your board seat, that you're interacting with the youth. And as we know, they are going through it, especially uh, whether it's Gen Z or now upcoming Generation Alpha uh, for those born after 2009. Uh, they're calling, in fact, they're calling that generation the silent generation part two. Uh, because because of all of what they've been exposed to. So what are your thoughts on these younger generations? Yeah, my, my big concern, and I, I, I previously worked at Facebook and Instagram, and my big concern is around the relationship with social media, to, yes. to, be, to be honest. I think that social media has done really great things for society in terms of, you know, connecting folks across the world which is the original mission, but I think it's also been really detrimental, especially to this generation in terms of anxiety, in terms of depression, especially as it relates to social comparison. Yes. Um, I think that, you know, you've heard the term, of course, uh, comparison is a, is a thief of joy. And I, I think social media creates an environment where uh, comparison has become an every kind of a, a daily part of our, our lives, whether we know it or not. And so that's my big concern for, for this generation. And I obviously sit on the board of um, um, a high school grades nine through 12. And so how do we think about kind of reframing the relationship uh, between our children and social media? Again, I think it can be a fantastic tool uh, that can help you know, people from across the globe um, learn from one another and connect with one another. But when it kind of teeters over the line, and when we are personally looking at ourselves and comparing ourselves to someone else on social media, um, I think that's really dangerous. And so that's the thing that I think we all need to come together as, as a society and ask a really important question, right? How do we reframe our relationship with social media? And even for myself, right? I'm 37 years old. There are days when I have to delete Instagram off my phone 
Oh, that's real. It's, I got to delete it because I see myself going down those rabbit holes and I see myself comparing my, you know, to other entrepreneurs, you know, other founders who have built really successful businesses. And I see myself saying, oh, I'm not there yet. Right. I have so much more work to do. I'm failing. Right. And I lose sight of all of the great things that I've actually done. Right. It's all about perspective. I'm looking at the things that I haven't done versus the things that I've accomplished. And so, you know, we need to, to think about that relationship and how we can reframe it for sure. I love that word reframing. It's one of my favorite tools in my coaching toolbox, I promise you. <laughs> when I'm meeting with clients, that is a, a question that I will ask quite often. How would you reframe what you just said? How would you reframe it? Yeah. Because it's all about perspective, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It is all about perspective, right? I can, you know, you were so humble, you know, or so kind in the beginning of the conversation to call out some of the things that I've accomplished, which I'm so happy about, and I should feel really great about. But if I go down this rabbit hole of saying, you know, the other perspective of thinking about all the things that I have not accomplished yet, it really diminishes my value. And, um, and I think that's a dangerous place to be. What a perfect point. And we've been speaking with James Murray from Therify, and we're going to take a short, short break. And after the break, we'll be back. So come on back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Men are currently in a mental health crisis. Suicide, addiction, and loneliness are on the rise. Men need mentorship, community, and guidance. On the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azule, you'll hear from experts on topics that men care about the most. Financial health, relationships, fitness, emotional management, and lifestyle design. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? 
Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We're still here with James Edward Murray, co-founder and CEO of Therify. And before the break, we were talking about so many things, myriad, myriad things, because at the end of the day, as I said earlier, it's not just about James and his journey. It's not just about that. It's also about how very, very important mental health is in the workplace. We know people vote with their feet <laughs> when, when, they, when they're working at, at organizations that don't have this in their values operating system in terms of mental health protection and, and benefits and peace and things like that. Absolutely. So my next question for you, James, on this last segment of our show is what are you learning most about this part of your life? Wow. That that is a that is a profound question. What I'm learning most about this part of my life is that I'm resilient. Mm-hmm. That I'm kind. Nice. And that I have a purpose that is way bigger than me. Mm. You know. And I'll also add on that I'm I'm continuing a legacy. My um, my grandmother was the director of the mental health clinic at Meharry Medical College, um, historically black, right? Um, um, School of Medicine in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, and and worked in the space in the 1950s and 1960s, and she felt that her purpose in this life was to heal. Uh, my father, you know, before he passed was, um, a Baptist minister who, um, was a healer in a different way, right. Especially in the black community where uh, a lot of folks didn't, you know, haven't historically pursued therapy. Often your pastor was your therapist. Yes. And he wrote in his journal that I have now, that he felt that his purpose was to heal his community. And so for me, I'm pursuing a purpose that is bigger than me. I'm pursuing a purpose that um, is about service to others. Um, And through that work, I've learned that uh, I am incredibly resilient in terms of, um, you know, I, I thought that it would be easy, right? I thought that this is, this is an important cause, right? Everyone will support me, you know, like I'll, I'll be able to build, you know, a, a big organization around this in no time. And, sure. and that's just not the case. You know, even when you are pursuing a larger purpose, you still got to fight for it every day, every day. And no one is coming, you know, to your rescue. And so I feel fortunate that I've been able to identify my purpose and to, you know, be standing on the shoulders of, of amazing humans who have done great work. Um, but it's hard and I am far more resilient than I thought that I was, you know? And so that is, I think that's been a really special part of my, my personal development in this process. 
so perfectly said. Thank you for your your vulnerability and your candor, opening up and sharing with the audience, uh, you know, what you're, what you're experiencing now, because we've got different phases of our lives. I know we, we started going back in time, talking about those teenage years, and then we landed with this part of your life and you're going through a lot of ups and downs at the same time, all of this work from what I heard you just say is way bigger than you. It's all about answering the call of the ancestors, right? It and is. they're and they're so proud of you. It's it's amazing and I think what makes it even more special now is when you when you start a business and you know you get all you know it's it's so hard in the beginning and yes. um you know you just go through this all these thoughts of like am I wasting my time? I oh I knew I shouldn't have done this or oh, I this is this isn't going to work out. And then you get to some success and, you know, you're, you're driven by this passion of continuing to solve the problem. And and that's why you wake up every day because you want to continue having that impact. But then as kind of your organization grows and you get employees who join you in this mission and are just as passionate as you are, that's when it becomes really special because it's no longer about you. It's no longer about just solving the problem. Right now, I also want to be successful and impactful for them, for my team, for these other people who have sacrificed lucrative opportunities to join me on this journey. I am so motivated by my team as well. And so, you know, none of us are able to make an impact in this world in isolation. And I am so fortunate to be surrounded by amazing human beings who you know, who fight for this cause alongside me. And so that's a really, you know, special part about this too. Spot on. And my last question, how can people reach out to you or to Therify? Yes. So you can reach out to us in a few ways. Um, You can either go to our website, which is therify.co, T-H-E-R-I-F-Y.co, C-O, Um, And you can contact us through the website. Um, You can also find us on LinkedIn as well as Instagram. Uh, Our Instagram handle is HelloTherify. And then you can contact me directly. I'll just put my email address out there, um, which is totally fine. It's J-E-M at Therify.co. And I'm always happy to talk to other HR leaders, therapists, providers, healthcare providers, anyone who's interested in the work of mental well-being, I'm more than happy to have the conversation. Amazing. Well, it has been such a pleasure reconnecting with you, James. It's been just uh, such so many things, so many nuggets, so many diamonds that you've been dropping today. I, I, I really appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you do and onward and upward. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate you as well. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks, James. Okay. Take and care. so wrapping up our call today, our workshop, if you will, on mental health, our show today on career combat, it's been all about careers, but specifically listening to James about all of what he's been sharing with us on his journey, but how important mental health is to you, how you are going to navigate the rest of your life. Now, 
James Edward Murray, he's he's powerful. He's got this amazing company that he's co-founded with other partners. At the end of the day, yes, James is a CEO, but so are you. And if you're new to us, you probably have never heard me say that before. The CEO of your life, that is. You are in control of your destiny. You are in control of what happens next. And we are the company we keep. You can promote and fire at will. (laughs) Whoever is in your life that is not giving you those flowers that I talked about, that's not being able to provide you something that is extra good because you deserve it. So never forget that. And also, you know, James talked earlier about failure, some of the things that he faced while being able to bring this company to where it is now. And failure happens. In the past, I always talk about that as an acronym, FAIL. F-A-I-L. Face all of it. Face all of the failures. Because at the end of the day, it is an acronym for me. And that is finding answers in learning. Finding answers in learning. I fail all the time. It's okay. Because at the end of the day, I know I'm going to learn from it. And I know I'm going to grow from it. So I appreciate this conversation on mental health. I take it very seriously in my own life, and I hope you will for yourselves. So for our next episode, we will have another great, great guest. Her name is Tramel D. Jones. That's T-R-A-M-E-L-L-E, Tramel D. Jones with T-D-J Consulting. And I'm going to be so happy to talk to Tramel. Oh my gosh, what a powerhouse. So many things. I'm so excited about that. and. I can't leave this conversation without another acronym for you to learn and grow from. This is a new one. It's BLT. And I'm not talking about the sandwich. (laughs) I'm not talking about bacon, lettuce, and tomato. No, you might be hungry because it's 11 o'clock Eastern here on this Friday. No, BLT stands for believe, like, and trust. Believe yourself, like yourself and trust yourself. I want to thank you for listening. You can always let us know how we're doing. Yes, at kellycoach.com. And thank you so much. Have an amazing weekend. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Career Combat with Kelly Combat. We hope we've given you the tools to navigate your career quandaries. Until we talk again next week, Have a beautiful week.